Yo, what it do, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another Tyler Perry Sisters Review. This is Season 3, Episode 15, entitled Unknown Caller. Y'all, pray for me. Send me positive vibes because this is going to be a review for the books because this episode got on my entire nerve. It got on my last one, so we going to see what it does. I'm going to try to make it do what it do and to give what it's supposed to be given. But I'm going to need some help. Um, So, yeah, let's see how this go. Let's see how this go. So the episode opens up with, if this is your first time coming to my channel, welcome. If this is, if you are a returning family member, you already know what it is and what it will always be. Like, share, and subscribe if that's what you choose to do. So the show opens up with Karen and Aaron, which is where it left off last week. This woman is apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She calls this man Zach yet again. So this is the second time she's called Aaron Zach. And I'm like, so now all of a sudden, you know, you just can't keep Zach off of your mind. Now all of a sudden, Zach has consumed Karen's thoughts. He's everywhere. You can't seem to not utter his damn name, even though he is not in your presence. Okay. You know, if that was one time... That I wanted Aaron to go off on Karen. It was last night. And he failed me. <laughs> he failed me. I'm like, why the hell are you so calm? Don't get me wrong. He did raise his voice some. But I'm like, for the most part, the absolute disrespect that this woman has shown you in the past couple, let's just say weeks, because you know we're dealing with Tyler Perry timeline. Why are you there? Why are you still around? I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, and like, I don't, I don't understand. But anyway, Aaron asked her again, like, what, what can I do to get him off of your mind? And I'm like, baby boy, there is absolutely nothing that you can do. Nothing can be done about this. Karen is choosing to be toxic. Karen is choosing to get herself back involved with someone who is toxic for her. Not saying that he's toxic, but he's toxic for her. They have no business being together, whether they both have money or they both are struggling, both are poor, they are just horrible for the other person. So I'm like, there's nothing you can do. Penis, nor your good looks, because I, to me, Karen is, uh, Aaron is so fine. Nothing that you possess can eradicate Karen's toxic ass mindset and her toxic de- desires at this point. So I'm like, it's, it's just laughable the way that she continues to call him another man's thing. Like, I don't even understand that. And I'm like, Aaron, she doesn't deserve you. Like, pack your stuff and exit stage right. Aaron, Karen does not deserve what you're bringing to the table. So basically, Aaron tells her that she needs to call Zach and tell him how she feels, which I think is horrible advice. I think it's absolutely horrible advice. And so she was like, I tried. Like, he won't talk to me. And I'm like, I, if I was Aaron, I would have been like, I don't give a damn. Like, I, you know, okay, let me get, let me just get done with this. I would have told her, I don't give a damn if he's unwilling to talk to you. So Aaron was like, well, you need to do whatever it takes to get this weight off of you. Like I said, I think it's horrible advice. So he basically stated, like, I can't stick around while you're continuing to put this man on a pedestal. And Karen didn't think that she was doing that. And Aaron was like, you know, you're thinking about, you're remembering all the good things, but you are not remembering all the things that led up to the, to you guys breaking up in the first place. And so she was like, I know, 
at that point, I just, first of all, I don't even understand why he's even communicating with her at this point. But I'm like, after she said, I know, that lets you know that Karen understands. Karen is not stupid, simple, or slow. She's just choosing to be toxic because it hasn't left your mind all the things that Zach has done in the midst of you, of you guys' relationship. You know every single thing. Hell, you are the other person who was in it. So it's not that you have forgotten. It's the fact that you're choosing to ignore it as you've done for several other times of the things that Zach has done. But anyway, I just, I was so like, I was so disappointed <laughs> with, uh, with, with Karen. And you know, the, the interesting thing is I do now. And I've said this several times after watching the after show, I have equated Karen to be the character who broke Tyler Perry's heart all those years ago. And I believe that this is what he wishes that would happen because the more I look at it and how Karen acted throughout this entire episode, I'm like, this isn't even Karen. Like, this is not even Sabrina. Sabrina is a lot of things, but Sabrina isn't a bugaboo. Danny is a lot of things, but Danny is not the one who's going to chase, run, hop, slip, and slide for no damn man. Like, she's not going to do that. And neither will Karen. This is Andy. The type of stuff that Karen is doing, this is who I believe Andy is. Andy would run after Gary. Andy would continue to call Gary if he's not reaching out to her or showing her attention. This is what she does. So it's hard for me to even believe like this is the type of woman that Karen is choosing to be. And the one thing, and I talked about this before, when it comes to this sisterhood, I do respect Danny for being honest. And we'll get to that, excuse me, a little later. But it's the fact that Aaron had to be the person to adjust her crown. Like, I don't even understand it to say, like, no, I need you to remember what happened. I need you to remember what led up to you guys ending it in the first place. And that's supposed to be something that your girl tell you. That's supposed to be something that your homie, your sister tell you. Like, sis, I know you love them. I I know that you do. But I need you to remember. Y'all have gone through hell. Y'all are just not good for each other. And the fact that Aaron had to be the one to do that, I said, this sisterhood is just, you know, is. It's a mess. It, it really is a mess. So Aaron told her that he was going to leave. And she was like, no, like, no, don't. I said, what the hell you want him there for? Aaron's eyes have opened. You know, he can see clearly now the rain has gone. And he understands that Karen didn't want him there in the first place. She wasn't expecting him. And the, and she wanted exact to be there. So he was like, why don't you just call him? And I'm like, yo, what you and you know what, Karen, she struck me as like, I can't stand people. That when they get caught up in their mess, how they resort to either giving you the silent treatment or they act like a damn child. And that's those are the vibes that she was giving me. Like, I know, I'm sorry. I'm this. I'm like, Heffa, you're not innocent. You are not innocent in this. And I'm not gonna look at you like you are. And y'all know that's my ride or die. That's my dog. But right now, Karen can get these hands. Okay. She can get both of these hands uppercut. You know what I'm saying? All that good good punch out she can get it all but he ends up leaving and you know she is sitting there with herself and I guess you know I don't, I don't understand Karen is like a ball of damn confusion so I don't I don't care I don't care basically Aaron he leaves and he tells her you know you need to get all this stuff out and don't call me until you do and the interesting thing is some of the comments people are still trying to vilify this man Oh, how how dare he talk to Karen that way? He going to threaten her? When did he threaten her? 
He said, he just said, don't call, basically what he said, don't call me until you figure your shit out. That's basically what he was saying. So I'm like, how did he threaten her? I, you know, whatever. Anyway, let's go on to, um, Danny and Preston. They need to chill for a minute. You know, and as much as I like Preston, Danny said something. She asked him, like, was he hurt by everything? And he said, no, I think he's lying. I honestly believe that uh, Preston is lying. Now, I don't think that he's on some, like, revenge type stuff. However, I'm keeping my eye on um, Mr. Preston because I do believe that he has some type of resentment towards Danny, even though it looked like they had them a great night. And the thing that got me, too, was Preston normally kisses Danny whenever he leaves her presence, like if he stay over and he's going to work. He didn't do that. So I'm like, something is off with this. I don't know where it where it's going quite yet, but I'm like, I just think they need a break from each other because something is not, as the old folks say, you know, um, something in the milk ain't clean. That's what I believe. But we'll see. They really didn't talk about much, so that's all I really have to say about um, Preston and Danny. Well, before I get off of them, I thought it was very interesting how Danny told him that um, she wanted to see him later on that night after he stated that he would see her the weekend. So this is another reason why I'm like, okay, something going on with Preston. And so, you know, she was like, why the weekend? And his statement was, you know, I'm just giving you your space. I'm following your lead. Like, you don't want to see me every day anyway, right? And I said, see, when men start talking like that, ladies, watch out. They doing something. So I'm like, Preston is giving me all the vibes. He's giving me all the signs that he doing something on the side. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. He want to get his own spot. I said, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all keep your eye on Mr. Preston, Mr. Perfect, that so many have labeled. Mm Mm-mm. Some ain't right, though. But uh, moving along, let's go to Calvin and Maurice. I'm editing a lot of these these scenes because, to me, it wasn't much, and I'll get into that a little later. So what struck me as odd in this particular scene, (laughs) Calvin stated that sometimes he wishes he was gay because women are crazy. I said, wait a minute. You said a lot in that little ass sentence. Okay, Mr. Um, Calvin, sometimes I wish I was gay because women are crazy. And I said, (laughs) That's a reason why you wish you were gay. I don't, mm-mm. Calvin, you know, I don't think that Calvin is gay. To be perfectly honest, I do not. But I do believe, as he said, sometimes he wish, I believe that brother has thought about it a lot. I believe he's probably even considered maybe experimenting. And we'll get to that in a minute too. But I'm like, Calvin, he just, to me, I don't think there is one type of way to describe a man. You know what I'm saying? But it's just some of the things that he says. It's very questionable. And I had got into it with one of my guy friends. And I got so serious with him because the way that he was, I guess, I have like maybe two, three guys in my life who actually like Calvin. And I don't understand it. But anyway, the thing about it is I was making such a strong point because I said there are so many women. When you do, when you look up the statistics and you look up the numbers, Black women catch HIV at such an alarming rate. And I worked in the medical field. I worked closely with HIV patients. And I'm like, there are so many black women who catch HIV because their man is on the low. The men don't want to be real about who they are, what they're out there doing. So I'm like, with a man like Calvin, every, any woman who dates a Calvin, um, don't be afraid to ask them questions. 
Have you ever been with a man? Have you ever thought about being with a man? And to me, if a man if a man gets so offended by you asking that question, I'm not questioning your manhood. I'm looking out for me. You know what I'm saying? And Calvin, just the things that he says, they are very, very questionable. And, you know, he just, I don't know. I would, I would be asking him a whole bunch of questions. But pause for a minute. Brian, the guy who plays Maurice, I'm sorry. That man has some gorgeous legs. I could not stop looking at his legs. I like, and I, and I like, you know, thick guys. I like, I like that. I like to feel protected and stuff like that. So I'm looking at him. I'm like, my God. I think he's a, you know, a nice looking guy, attractive man. But I'm like, his legs, Jesus. I said, am I getting turned on by looking at Maurice? This seems so wrong <laughs> on so many levels but I'm like my god that that madness he's super thick okay but yeah but anyway back to Calvin um and Maurice or whatnot and so when Calvin made a statement that women are crazy I'm like and men aren't men aren't crazy I said okay bro if men are not crazy let's bring back some stuff from the past with Calvin my thinking is how crazy must one be to allow Maurice to talk them into taking a drug test where they had to urinate in a cup in the main part of the bank. That ain't crazy. So some men really get me. And I love the way that Maurice told him like, um, mm-mm. excuse me. Calvin tried to justify what he said because Maurice called him out basically for generalizing. Like there is crazy on every spectrum, not just women. And I love that he said that. And then Calvin tried to, to backtrack as if he wasn't stating that. And I said, let me go a little further. I don't even think Calvin was meaning that women are crazy. More specifically, I think he was trying to say black women are crazy, but he just didn't go that far. But that's what I believe that he was trying to say. But I'm like, yeah, we, when Maurice stated how like crazy gay men could be, I'm like, I know I used to be neighbors with these gay dudes and one of them ended up stabbing the other one to death. Like those relationships, even lesbian relationships, I got some lesbian friends, homies in my life. Those things are destructive. I'm like, how the hell do y'all trying to run each other off the road? Both of them driving, trying to run the other one off the road. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I'm like, yeah, it's crazy on every spectrum. It, it can get hot. It can get popping. Don't be trying to say that women are just crazy. Um, Calvin, cause you ain't the one to talk. But anywho, so let's let's talk about this preview uh, for Sabrina them. So Sabrina asked Calvin, basically, does Peggy do something or does she perform things that she doesn't? I said, let me stop. Let me stop you right there. Says, let, let me let me fix your crown a little bit. I don't give a damn what another woman has done for my man, how she has made him feel in the past, what she did. If there is something that I am unwilling to do sexually because it makes me feel uncomfortable, I'm not going to do it because I feel like I have competition with another woman. No, if Peggy likes using the vibrator on you and Peggy, like, then that's where you need to be. That's just where you need to be because I'm like, there are so many women who do things to satisfy a man who wouldn't do it back for them, especially when it comes to threesomes. Some majority of men are not willing to have another man in the bedroom, but you want your woman to experience or, you know, entertain another woman when she's not even into that. So if I compromise for you, why won't you compromise for me? I just think we as women, we, we compromise so much to please men and some of them be sorry as dusty as men who don't deserve you compromising in the first place. So if Calvin wants to take his experimentalized ass with Peggy, let him go, Sabrina. 
I'm getting tired of y'all anyway. I I was tired. I'm tired of everybody. <laughs> Be perfectly honest. They got on my nerves. So God. Okay. So Karen. Karen goes to her shop and she ends up calling Zach like three times within two minutes. And I'm like, sis, really? He knows it's you. You have no right to get an attitude because he is not calling you back. He doesn't have to call you back. He just really doesn't. And and let me talk about this because I think we have been shaped and formed in this ideology of we deserve closure or we are owed closure. Closure is make-believe. Closure, for the most part, is not real. You need closure for what? Well, I need to know why he's not talking to me. I need to know why he cheated on me. I need to know why she's not doing. No, you don't. You don't need to know that to move on. You don't need to know that to deal with that aspect of your life. Move the hell on. Now, go through the process, but allow yourself to move on in a healthy way. And it is possible. When I was the the month before I turned 30, so my birthday September 22nd. So this was in um in August, not of this year. But when I turned 30 years old, I went through leading up to that. I that was like the most trying year of my life. I went through a spiritual, mental, emotional, psychological. I went through a I broke, I had a breakdown. I had a breakdown because I wanted there were certain things going on in my life, and maybe one day I would tell the whole story. But there were things going on in my life, and I'm like, but I need to know why. I need to know why this. Why Why am I being treated like this? Why are these lies being spread about me? I, I need to know. And then I realized the more I started doing the work to redeem myself, to get back to a healthy place, I did not need closure. I don't need to know why those things happened, why certain people felt the way about me. I didn't need that because they held no weight in my life. What they thought, what they think now, how I'm being viewed, I don't care about that. But when you do the necessary work for you, you're able to move on without this sense of needing closure. But anyway, Pam got on my nerves this episode. Like she was just super annoying and just unneeded. I don't even know why she was there. I have nothing else to say about that. So Zach and Fatima, (laughs) all I'm going to say is, I believe Fatima is getting a little tired of Zach being in her place because she was like, and speaking of house, he was like, I know I'm just waiting for the, you know, for the house to close. I think she's feeling a little like you've been here long enough. I enjoy having sex with you and all of that, bro, but you have outstayed your welcome. That's the vibe I got from her. I'm not going into any more detail. We see the same thing with them every week after week. So moving on quite along, moving on. So Sabrina and Maurice. So, <laughs> I'm supposed to believe that Maurice knew the man who robbed the bank. There is no investigation going on. He has not suspended. He is not on no type of probationary period or nothing like that. He still has his job. I said, you know what, Tyler? I wait to save all my frustration for later, even though y'all probably can hear it. So um, Sabrina and Maurice are talking and they get on Calvin. And in my mind, I'm like, Sabrina, Sabrina, Sabrina. Let me, let me fix your crown a little bit, boo. Why the hell are you listening to Maurice about relationship advice? He is the absolute last person that you need to be talking to regarding relationship advice. He doesn't know shit. He keeps allowing himself to get put in these dangerous situations 
just so he can feel needed. And this who you want to listen to, you're going to allow him to trick you into believing that you're in love with Calvin? Really? I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> I have nothing else to say about that. I just, I'm just like, Sabrina, don't fall for it. Do not allow this man to... Maurice has been like the absolute worst person for Calvin and Sabrina because he has given them the worst advice I have probably heard on this show. Honestly, I'm like, baby girl, go to work. Just go to work. What happened? Um, Andy and Karen, <clears throat> you know what? I love listening and getting feedback from you guys. And this is probably one of the most like, um, parts of the show where I got like a lot of messages about and things of that nature. And um, I will say this about me when it comes to Karen and Andy. I don't like the fact that Karen was pushing up on Andy so hard. I really don't because Zach has already told Karen everything she needs to know about them and where they stand. Now, of course, Andy doesn't know this, but Karen does. That's, that's the part that was so confusing to me. A lot of things that happened in this episode was so damn confusing to me. And I'll get to that. But to me, the writing on this episode felt like Tyler had nothing else to write about. So I'm just going to bring up old stuff and we're going to make it make sense. So basically, Karen wants to know what's going on with Zach and Fatima. Are they seeing each other? Does Fatima talk about him? Now, I will say this. One thing that I will never do, I would never have my friends looking stupid, looking desperate and looking pitiful over no dude or over a woman. I will not do that. Now. I am also someone who genuinely holds up um, confidentiality to the to the T. And I do believe that Fatima has confided in um, Andy. That does not give Andy to me the right to go and tell Karen everything that Fatima has told her about her situation with Zach. Where I do believe that Andy has failed is because you hear desperation in your friend's voice. Like I stated last week, you can say a whole lot without saying much. Telling Karen, baby girl, I know you love Zach. And I know that this has probably been the longest you guys have gone without officially getting back together because this is what y'all do. But when it comes to this, at this point, I'm telling you, you need to leave it alone. Trust me. Move on with your life. Whatever you and Zach had, y'all had, but it's not there anymore. You don't have to go into detail. You don't have to tell everything that Fatima told you, but you know Andy knows enough to tell Karen that. That's why I said I do respect Danny so much for just being honest about what it is. So, <clears throat> excuse me, because Zach has confided in, in Danny about Fatima in the earlier parts of their situation, about how he felt about her how she made, and how she made him feel as a man. So I'm like, to me, Andy could have done the same thing. And I saw someone, they messaged me. I saw it briefly. It was like, you know, they felt like um, Fatima doesn't ha doesn't owe any loyalty to Karen, nor does she owe loyalty to Andy. I said, well, baby girl, well, I hope you remember that because if that's how you feel, then that means that Andy don't know doesn't owe Fatima any damn um, loyalty, any regardless, or anyway. You know what I'm saying? I said, so she, Fatima is not, Andy is not Fatima's friend, period. She's not her friend, as she stated so eloquently. I'm her boss. And I think that Andy has made it very clear to Fatima also, like, that's my best friend. Because if you go back and you remember that, if you guys remember that episode where Fatima came in Andy's office and she was telling Andy, like, how good that made her feel sexually and how her body was responding to him. She was shaking and everything. And, and Andy made this face like, mm-hmm. 
And so Fatima was like, oh, so you've heard this before? And she was like, I'm not getting in. in I'm not. I'm not. That's my best friend. And I said, oh, Fatima, you thought you were special. <laughs> you thought that how he made you feel was specifically for you. No, sis, this is what he does. He didn't have much to offer before, so he his penis was good. You know, his sex game was tight. You're not special. You know what I'm saying? You're not. So, and even in that moment, Andy did not bring up Karen. But unlike Karen, Fatima read between the lines, and she knew exactly what and why Andy said what she said. So, next up on the thing is uh, Andy and Robin... I don't care about neither one of them. They just need to go ahead and have sex already because they're irritating. Andy tells this man, you know, my, my fiance is a great man. I know you read my file, but he's a great man and he loves me so much. And I love him too. I said, what? (laughs) I can't, I can't Lord. These women get on my nerves. These are the most confused. These are the most, I don't know what the hell Tyler is doing, okay? These are the most confused women I have ever seen in my life. I said, what? Gary is a good man? Gary loves you so much? This brother just told you he got him a house. He got him a spot to live, and he was not going to tell you about it. I said, I am like in the twilight zone of sisters. Where am I? I'm in another dimension watching this. Sometimes watching this make me feel stupid because I'm like, did I miss something? And I got to go back to make sure I did. And that's like, these heifers are like, God, they give me a headache. <laughs> but I'm just like, what the hell is going on? So, yeah, they just need to go ahead and have sex because all that flirtation, all these inappropriate conversation that y'all have, he, he doesn't respect your relationship. Hell, I don't, I don't even know what the hell to call it. It's not a relationship. I don't even know what they have. But I'm just sick of them. Anyway, um... Danny and Karen. So Karen calls Danny about Zach. Now, this is one thing here. Didn't Zach quit the airport? Because when the last time we saw Zach at work, I said, what? wait, I said, wait a minute. I ain't seen him in his uniform and God knows when. He been wearing these, these tailor-made suits. Why is Zach at the airport? I know I'm not dumb. He quit the job. He did put in his two weeks notice, but I think he put it in the two weeks notice and he walked off. He hasn't been to that job. The last time I think I saw Zach in that airport uniform is when he went to the bank to go get that cashier check for Karen. That's it. I'm like, I don't, I ain't seen him work. Cause I think it was even one episode where Fatima was getting ready to go to work. And he was like, yeah, he was glad. Cause he didn't have, he, all he had was time. He had nothing to do cause he didn't have to work. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let that slide. So, you know, Zach is at the airport. You know, Danny is basically telling, Karen is asking Danny, could she get her in to talk to him, to see him? Karen was acting like a damn dope fiend. Is, 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 is Zach there? Can I, can I talk to him? You think he'll see me? You think he'll, th-? and I said, even after, even after Danny told her that he, that he left, she still left to go up there. And I'm like, Karen, really dude? Like, and I'm like, Tyler, for real? Like, you have gone <laughs> completely overboard with this whole Karen situation. It makes not a bit of damn sense. It really doesn't. So, let me say this, too, because there's a lot of people saying, oh, Karen need to leave him alone. Karen, he doesn't want you. Karen, stop bothering him. And I agree with that. She need to leave him the hell alone. But what we're not going to do, we are not going to act as if Zach didn't do the same thing when Karen told him 
I want to see what this can be with, with Aaron. I want to know where this could go. Zach popped up at her house unannounced multiple times, multiple times as broke into the hotel room. He went and asked Danny, like, what does she know about Aaron? What does, yeah, what does she know about Aaron and Karen? He researched Aaron himself. And that's how he found out Aaron had all this money. He felt intimidated by, by Aaron, so on and so forth. So I'm like, don't act like this is a, a one-sided thing because it's not. Zach did the same exact bull crap that Karen is doing now. But the way that Karen, the way that Tyler is writing it for Karen to go about it, it's just like, it's just very like she going to have a breakdown or something. I don't like that. Um, so Zach was basically like, I don't owe Karen anything. And I'm like, you don't, bro. You don't have to ever talk to Karen again in life. Y'all have no kids, no businesses, no partnerships, no nothing. And I do like that he said that because he does not owe Aaron, excuse me, he does not owe Karen anything. The last time that they spoke, it was cordial. Karen told him, no, he he said it when he was angry. He was not angry, sis. Now, what I will say, I do believe that Zach loves the attention that Karen is giving him. And I think this is what he thought was going to happen when Karen saw him in that suit and with that car. But she didn't do that. So I'm like, y'all had a clean break. And I'm like, Karen, sis, Zach has already told you what it was. Leave that man alone. Just leave it be. I, ugh, just stupid. But um, <laughs> so Hayden and um, Fatima and Andy, all this part of this scene was, you know, Hayden was like, he knew something was wrong with Fatima's car. Like, you got it fixed. It was so random, y'all. Yeah, It was so random. Like, how the hell you just come out with that? It made no sense. I said, this is... This is some bull crap writing for real. And so Fatima was very like suspect of Hayden because she was like, how would he know that I was on the phone with my friend talking about it? Now all of a sudden Fatima has a homegirl who we have never heard about. I said, Tyler, kiss my ass. (laughs) This episode irked. When I say this episode disturbed my soul, now Fatima got a homegirl, baby. Who is this homegirl? We ain't never heard about homegirl. Never. Now homegirl exists. I said, I'm tired of this. <sighs> but anyway, so basically her and Andy came up with this, you know, this thing to catch Hayden, like to see if his dress code starts changing, see if he's actually eavesdropping. So before Fatima goes to Andy's office, she like bumps into Robin and Robin asks her like, is Andy faithful? Or I think something like Fatima says she's faithful. And he was like, mm, is she really that would have, I'm like, Fatima, you're, you know, everybody say you're the smart one. I don't say that. I don't think she's dumb, but this is what I mean. That didn't strike you as odd, sis, for him to say that, mm, is she really? And I'm like, Fatima, you don't even know Andy like that. That heifer ain't faithful. <laughs> you know, it's just, this. whatever. I'm done with that. Um, so, um, Maurice and Q, Q calls the bank. And, oh, he calls Maurice's cell phone. I don't remember which one. Basically, he was apologizing. He sounds suicidal. I'm sorry. You know, he sounded like he could possibly do something to harm himself the way that he sounded on the phone. And he asked Maurice, you know, Maurice was trying to figure out where he was. But Q was smart enough to not give up his information on his location. And so he told Maurice that he was going to turn himself in and that he wanted Maurice to go with him. And so Maurice was like, okay, like, just tell me where you are. No, I don't trust you. I said, how the hell you just told this man you want him to go with you to turn yourself in, but you don't want to tell him where you are? Like, this, 
horrible writing, okay? This is what, now, this says a whole lot what I'm about to say. This was the highlight of my night. This was the highlight of the show to me. So last week, I had somebody in my inbox, oh, you just hating on Zach, ain't nothing gonna happen. He on he on the gold street, whatever the hell she said. I said, look, this is Tyler Perry, okay? No one is gonna be happy for a elongated period of time, okay? It is inevitable, and I think I said, like, it's inevitable that things are going to start happening with Zach. It's, it has to happen. He's been on the high horse a little too long. So when he goes to the to the house, and <laughs> and the realtor, like, you know, it was like a back offer. So he was like, well, why are you, like, why are you showing it? He was like, all right, well, you know what I'm saying, do what you got to do. And I said, who the hell, you know, who who is it? So I ain't going to lie. Initially, when I saw a little bit of the suit, I thought it was Aaron. I said, but Aaron ain't that damn petty. He won't, he don't even know nothing about this. When Hayden walked his trifling munchkin looking ass down them steps, when I tell you I bust out laughing, oh my God, this is, this was so good for the show because I'm like, thank you. We need a twist. Cause I didn't see this coming. And I'm like, thank you, Tyler. You did good with that. I didn't see this one coming. It was great. It added like, oh my damn, really Hayden. But the show needed this because it has been sold this Zach Karen, Aaron, Fatima situation, or um, Andy and Gary, it has become like, when I tell y'all, I love reviewing the show, and I love interacting with y'all, but I do not like the show, okay, if that makes sense, I watch it, because I want to find out how everything gonna turn out, but as far as me having like this excitement about the show, that has long gone, but I do love reviewing it, and I do love hearing what everybody think about it, but it's just like, this is a, such a drag to watch to me. But that part, I was like, thank you, Tyler. Yes, this is what the show needs. Thank you so much. Even though I can't stand that little bastard. But <clears throat> that was the show. <laughs> that was the show. I tried to give y'all the best review I could. Because when I tell you this show irritated the hell out of me. And to my men. Because some people think I be like bashing men. If you really had conversations with me and knew me, you would know that I am an advocate for good men. Not trash-ass men, but good men. And so when I look at someone, I know people. some people do have their own, you know, adverse opinions of toward mine of how I feel about Aaron. Man, you know what? You guys are prizes too at the end of the day. And if you're with a woman who is not giving you, who is not reciprocating that energy or that love or that affection that you're showing, leave her alone. It is too many women out here. It is too many women to be pining over someone who is choosing to be toxic, who is choosing, well, I, I just can't let him go. Well, baby girl, you go back to him. I don't have time for that. And I remember, I remember I was talking to my dude one time and I was like, look, I don't care how much I love you. I don't care how much I have been with you, what our plans are, whatever. If you ever say, I want out of this, if you ever, if we got married and you say, you know what, I want a divorce, I will not fight for you. I will not fight for us. Because at that moment, there is no us. Because for you to bring up divorce, for you to bring up I'm done, it's over, I'm going to assume that you thought about this and you rationalized this situation and you came to a conclusion and guess what I'm going to help you honor that and anybody I've ever been with they will let you I do not go backwards I may mess with you but emotionally I'm done I have never went back to somebody who we have ended something 
on an emotional level. It's over. It's done with. Let's move on. But you're a prize, too. Don't take treatment from a no-good woman. Because right now, Karen is a woman. If my brother was mad, I'd be like, leave her. She ain't ready for you. And she may never be. Or the time that she comes around and she feels like she's ready, you may have moved on to someone else. Unlike Aaron, who's like, I'm in it. You know, I'm all in. No, you shouldn't be. You deserve better than that. Why would you want to be all in to a woman who's not even halfway in with you? But that's my, you know, it has been great. <laughs> I'm done. This is 36 minutes. I did not think it was going to be that long. Um, but I do appreciate you guys for listening. And if you would like to join my Patreon, because I do like a second, um, bon- I do a bonus review for the show that is only for Patreon. And I deal with like certain topics. This week is going to be good. It's going to be very, very good. We really going to dig into Karen and Aaron. And I don't know what else we're going to talk about, but definitely with them and Zach and all this other bull crap. But I thank you guys again for listening. Until next time, y'all be safe out there. Also, the Patreon link will be in the description box below. So make sure y'all, and make sure y'all click that because I do put links in there if you didn't know. But until then, until next time, I will holler at y'all later. Y'all be safe out there.